It's February 17th, 2013, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome back, everybody. Happy February. Happy February. February. I always have a hard time saying it. I know. I'm well, to throw in the extra R somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I just realized this time of year is a very happy time of year, not because of Valentine's at our house. It's because all of the shows reappear with their continuations of their seasons oh. after the big Christmas break. Okay. Have you realized that? No, but we don't. We don't watch, you don't watch as much no. TV as we do. Our no. DVR has been packed for weeks because yeah. we've got so much stuff to catch up on. Well, now you got the, the you're telling me you got the new show that Matthew is suddenly obsessed. Oh with. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so I have my husband and my son. So there's a lot of testosterone at our house. A lot of testosterone. Yes, even though half of it's only four years old. So <laughs> one of the biggest we have very big fans of a new show called Texas Car Wars that is all about these three different garages that compete to make the biggest profit on renovating these old cars. And so, but what's funny, and of course I get stuck watching it because even though I'm playing on my computer or whatever while it's on, Mm -hmm. I do absorb some of it. So I am learning a little bit about, about renovating vintage cars. But what, what I find interesting is that it's very much a parallel to what we do with our home renovations and how really anybody, whether you're an expert or a novice, how you approach and all the surprises that come with and mm-hmm. the expense and kind of the highs and the lows and the emotions and the anger and the fighting and the, you know, all of these things, I'm <laughs> well, sure. Well, I'm sure everybody's project's like a reality show. Yeah, Isn't well, that how it works? Well, I like to think on our renovations we don't have a lot of, of <laughs> anger and fighting, but... You know, every once in a while, everyone gets a little... There's a little drama. There's a little bit of drama. Maybe. Just depends. I'm sure they cast this show so that there would be, but... Well, sure. But it's very interesting to see how they evaluate the cars before they, you know, they're at the auction, yeah. if they're going to decide to bid on them. And then as they get them back to their garage and they take a closer look and then they're like, oh, man, we didn't see the <laughs> entire trunks rusted out. What the, you know. Yeah. And they get all, you know, like, okay, now our numbers are going to change and their budget all of a sudden balloons. And and then they get into it and they, all, they discover, oh, the engine starts. Oh, hallelujah. Praise. You know, they get all excited. Yeah. Because now they know they can fast track their renovation and get it to the paint shop and blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't sound like architecture at all. It doesn't? (laughs) Four wheels up on jacks? Come on. Yeah, the house up on blocks. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's totally parallel. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so we've been watching a lot of this show and getting to know the characters and, and, and seeing what you know, it, it's the same excitement when they finish the project and it's beautiful and they can, you know, they're so proud of what they've created. And so it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. But Well, you know, and it's kind of interesting. You're, you, Matthew, you know, you and Bob are <clears throat> both architects. So for Matthew, you got to think there must be a design sense somewhere inside his head. Because for him to be interested in that and not just necessarily the aspect of the car – the whole, you know, I'm a, I'm a boy. I like cars. That whole sort of, right. you know, sort of. It's very genetic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, the whole idea of of sort of the design element, because you said he'll like he can identify cars, makes oh. on site. You know, yeah, half the, a mile down the road, all yeah. he has to see is a tail light. And he knows it. Yes. So it's sort of that design sense kind of pulling in, but 
Yeah, we were, we were talking about this and got to thinking about, you know, like Laura said, it's such a parallel with, you know, the home renovation stuff we do, then, especially the surprise part. Oh, yeah. Because there's always something that just surprises you. And we got to thinking about some of the stuff we've been working on and thought, well, maybe for this podcast we ought to talk about some of those places to look when you're doing a renovation that might be kind of a surprise for you. Some of the things that might, you know, oh, it looks great on the outside and, oh, let's get started and suddenly realize the trunk is rusted out. <laughs> exactly. Well, it doesn't matter whether you're buying it at auction, so to speak, or, you know, buying a house to flip or to renovate to live in or whether you've been living there for 20 years. Yeah. You know, there always are going to be those surprises that are below the surface right. that you, you know, can't really expect. Yeah. But I think that's what we're going to try to give you a little bit of insight into as to where might you expect to find the surprises so it doesn't derail your whole project when they do yeah. show up. And in Texas, of course, for a lot of us, that means the first place we all look is the foundation. Right. Because unlike up north, we don't typically have basements. And so you're talking about slab concrete sitting on dirt. And nine times out of ten, that's going to be one of the first places to really look for if you're renovating a home to see what's happening with the foundation. And we've actually got two different things going on right now that I've got a client, their house is about probably about 60, 70% done right now. But before we ever got started, they had to come and have the foundation leveled. And they'd had it done, I want to say about 10 years ago or so, or like or right before they moved in. And the previous owner had paid for it, so they had the foundation leveled, and it was all nice and pretty. But they had to make some adjustments, so they had the company come out, and they were doing some shimming, and they were, like, lifting up the corners here and there. And got around to the back side of the house where um, the master bedroom is, and they were starting to lift the house. And instead of the house lifting, the piers were sinking. And they did some digging and found out that the previous owner, to save money, you know, he, he leveled the foundation. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. But to keep it from costing him so much, he'd put in spread footings instead of piers. Instead of piers. Instead of piers. So oh, great. This, you know, it only went down maybe three feet and was sitting in the dirt. So, of course, the minute they started trying to lift the house, the, the spread footings just started sinking. And they knew they were going to spend some money on the foundation when we got started. But this was suddenly like, oh. Three more piers. Yay! Yay! And add so, that to the, to the list. Add that to the, to the bucket. Right. Yeah, so it's one of those really big things for Dallas that... Yeah, well, and you said typically we don't have basements. Right. Although there's always an exception yes, to the there, rule. There, and we've had a few. Right. And so we actually are working with a home right now with a basement. And it's, in fact, an, a historic home called the Alexander Mansion that Holly and I, our other partner, Holly... Our, um, she and I are volunteering as members of this nonprofit to help them get all the their ducks in a row, basically, to get this home started being renovated. But at this point, we're almost in a crisis situation where we are, in fact, trying to work to save it because we've recently discovered these cracks in the foundation that go all the way from the basement. It has a full basement all the way up three stories into the third story attic, and the cracks get bigger and bigger the higher you go. And it's actually kind of scary because every time we go back and look at it every few weeks, the <laughs> cracks like, are growing and changing. <laughs> well, isn't the brick like starting to kind of bulge off the back of the house as well or something? I think so. There's on one corner, there's some porches that are, are we've actually had them clear out everything from them and basically lock the doors and keep people off of them because they are 
uh, to use Holly's words, in imminent collapse situation. Wow. Yeah, which is scary. I've never dealt with a property that's yeah. – but it is 108 years old. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, you can expect – this with the 30-year-old house or with the 100-year-old house. Right. Um, but what we discovered is we got the structural engineer and the concrete um, specialist out there, and they actually dug down to figure out what was going on with this foundation or if there even was a foundation. And all they discovered was that originally they had dug down for the basement, then dug a trench around the perimeter of the house, poured a 5-inch basically flat work, little slab essentially just to make the ground smooth Mm -hmm. so that then they could start stacking brick and that's the extent of the foundation for this huge masonry load-bearing structure that's three stories tall now now granted it's been okay pretty much for 100 years but it's right starting to sink yeah in fact they did a, a soil test there where they bore down 25, 27 feet, and they didn't find any rock at all. No, nope. mm-hmm. I mean, we were looking for bedrock to set some piers on, fortunately, you know, hopefully. And, in fact, there's a there's another building going in across the street, and the same concrete guy had been involved in that project and said that they went down 50 feet on that property and never found any rock. So, essentially, we're just sitting on a big pile oh, of mud, <laughs> <laughs> a big sea of clay, as is typical in this area. But yeah. So, that was a little disheartening to not find any rock, which means we just have to get a little creative with some, some bell piers and different technologies yeah. like that. But still, it's... Um, it's serious. You yeah. can't you can't let it slide. So. Well, and, and it's a I mean it's foundation. It's the the base of the house. But that's one of those things that you just don't you don't always expect. But if you're thinking about renovating, that's a really good place to start. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're if you're looking to buy something to maybe flip, especially that you've got to look at look at that and think is it is it secure enough? Is it gonna are we gonna get started? And suddenly there's a crack going right through the middle of the slab and. Um, yeah, because I mean, just really start to start to add it. Well, and especially for for the Alexander Mansion, right? That's really going to be um, a bit of a to do. Yes, yes. So we're <laughs> so very focused on that right now. And so, in fact, if anybody knows of any historic preservation grants or ways to do some fundraising, please contact me because we are seriously focused on any way possible. You know, we're looking for all options available to raise money to help pay for this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's a tremendous home, and we really, really want to save it and, and be able to restore it. Because right. um, it's actively being used. I mean, people host their weddings there, and they've the Dallas Women's Forum has occupied it since the 1930s, and so it's definitely worth saving. So, yeah. but just another example of. <sighs> Those little surprises little that surprises. come with yes. renovation projects. Oh, oh, you wanted a real footing. No, 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 no. We don't do that. Yeah. A lot of the women were like, well, let's just make it pretty on the inside and we'll just fix those cracks. And <laughs> we're like, oh, no, no, no. It's not going to look real pretty when those porches fall off. Yeah. Not so good. When the back wall of the house peels loose. Yeah. When yeah. the bride's sun porch falls off, she's not going to like that. Yeah, so, no, not. let's not do that. Probably not. Yeah. Well, and of course, you know, the second area you can really look and, and anyone can tell you. Water damage. Yeah. You know, start looking scary. at your bathroom. And we had the the experience, I think I may, may have mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts, that when we were in Key West and we had the guys come in and gut our master bathroom because the floor was starting to drop. And the, I started getting pictures from the contractor. And he said, well, here's what's going on. And this is this picture of basically 
I'm pretty sure the shower curb was holding up the floor. <laughs> there was so much water damage. I mean, of course, the house is 40, 50 years old. I was just see, built in 61, so yeah, 52 years old. Oh my gosh, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, and of course, the shower pan had started leaking over time because those things aren't meant to last for right. 50 years. And just water seeping out. Or, and not just within our master bathroom area, but started seeping out into the hallway and into the master bedroom. Oh, no. So they replaced subflooring into our main hallway and into the master bedroom. They're out, and they're, you know, with the saws cutting these big chunks of plywood out. And I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> but, yeah, to get those those uh, text messages with these pictures. And he's like, I'm sorry to bother you on vacation. What do you want? I'm like, fix it. Just <laughs> fix it and make it go away. I don't ever want to see it again. And of course, that's one of two bathrooms in the house, and we're getting ready to do the addition and renovation. And so I'm hoping when they start tearing up bathroom number two that we're not going to have those kind of problems. But who knows? I mean, like I said, the house is who 50 knows? years old. You just don't know. So look for that kind of stuff. Look at the bathroom and think, okay, you know, how well has the tile been maintained? Has it been regrouted? Are you noticing anything that seems kind of iffy? Because the stuff can really come back and bite you. Yeah. I think Holly's, um, I seem to remember this, because Holly used to live four houses up from me. And her son's bedroom and bathroom was on the second floor. And they were renovating his bathroom, and they got all the flooring pulled up and realized that his toilet was being held in place by the subfloor and the pipe that it was sitting on, the drain pipe it was sitting on. Oh, my god! They had come through and cut all the floor joists right in front of the toilet because they were trying to reroute some piping at some point during the lifetime of the house, and probably, probably long before she bought it. And they just cut it loose. She's like, I, it's, I don't know how he didn't just collapse into the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, would have like, been an opportunity for a home video, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that's you know one of those things just to look for and to consider. Well, so and that's a nice segue to the next thing to look for is is places where there might have been previous changes. Mm-hmm. There can be framing issues. Yeah, and we've seen this on one of our current projects actually. Yeah, yeah. They the where they cut all the joists, not the joists, they actually cut the the wall framing at the second floor. Um, it was a double volume space, and they needed to run some wire at some point. So someone came in and just cut it like an inch and a half off the bottom of all the studs all the way across one of the walls to get this wiring to run through. Oh, my goodness. I didn't fix it. Didn't didn't try to, you know, didn't bore, didn't try to, you know, reframe anything. They just went zip right on through. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How do they think it's going to hold itself up? Well, I don't know. I, I'm still amazed at the things we, we found. We actually found at the house that, you know, things yeah. like that, that. So, yeah, you you can hope that the renovation that was done was always done well, mm-hmm. but don't be surprised when you find out that, you know, oh, no, they didn't take that window out. They just framed right over it. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was telling Laura, I was trying to remember where I'd seen it on one of the projects that, like, the siding on the exterior of the house, they just right over the window. Just in case they wanted to use it again someday? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not uncommon, like, for for people to take out a door and leave the door frame framed open. Because we've all seen that. You know, you've been doing renovations. But no, apparently they just, you know, didn't see any point in taking the window out. They took the casing off, at least, and they just zip right over it with the materials. And there it was. Okay. Yeah. So, you you, let's start looking at 
places where you think renovations might have happened. I'd love to be hanging a picture someday and hear glass oh, crack. <laughs> well, that's not what I was expecting well, to hear. That sounds very unusual. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, and, and you know, you, like I said, you hope that they've done a good job, but don't always count on, count on it. And something else to consider, too, is especially um, – well, I, was, I had a phone call with a potential client, and they're looking at opening up their living and dining front room space in their kitchen, kind of get it all, I guess this is where they spend the bulk of their time during the day, because they have two um, kids still at home, and I imagine it's pretty active. But one of his concerns, of course, was, well, can we do it without having to put a giant beam across it? You know, because ideally, you're opening up two rooms, someone's going to come in there with a good piece of steel or a good glue lamp or something and really do it right right but you know what don't always bet on it oh my gosh <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't happen and i've seen there was a project we were doing there was a two inch drop in the ceiling in the middle of the room because they had come in and mm. taken out the middle wall and framed it and the beam that they used to frame it wasn't anywhere near big enough now it had been that way for probably 30 years but you could look at the ceiling and there's just this drop right in the middle of it and they got to pull in the ceiling down and you could just see it because things settle over time even yeah. though it looks stable when it's first going in doesn't yeah. mean it's going to stay that way yeah unless it's sized correctly to begin with yeah 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 crazy crazy yeah but no but those are just some of those little things that you know things are hiding little surprises you don't think about and and we were just getting to think about you know We've got all these renovation projects going on, and that seems to be the trend going forward that most people mm -hmm. are doing renovations. So you don't always have the opportunity to do it right the first time. But hopefully if you're coming back the second time that you actually have the opportunity to really make it right and make it work. And, and if you're looking to buy a new house, and there's the Dallas market is just going nuts. Yeah, it's doing really well. And we're talking, it, is, it is turning into a seller's market mm -hmm. in Dallas. So if you want to sell your home in Dallas, now's a good time to do it. But, you know, there's such a lot of new homeowners out there who don't know necessarily what they're looking at. Hopefully they've got a good inspector to come in and help them deal with all that. Right. Well, and, and when you're getting ready to do a renovation, just know it's not if, it's just when and where those little you know, uh, gems will show up. Yeah. Uh, little opportunities, as we like to call oh, yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about the three things here where there's a possibility. And you've got a whole house where anything could be happening. Bad wiring, bad plumbing. I mean, it's... Yeah. So when you're doing your first estimate, don't max out your budget. You better add a little extra padding in there and just mm -hmm. know that you don't know what they are now, but they will be there. So yeah. make sure that you've got the what-ifs <laughs> factored into your numbers so that you don't... Have a bunch of heartburn when right. something does show up and you're not prepared for it. Yeah, they will make themselves known over time. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make your life so much more easy, even though you'll you'll still have the surprises. At least you'll be ready to roll with be them. Be prepared for it. Exactly. Right. I'm like thinking, yeah. wow, no one's ever going to buy the uh, old home again. <laughs> just tell these terrible stories about things falling apart. But no, just be a, a Girl Scout or Boy Scout and be, be prepared. prepared. That's there right. You go. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, of course, call your architect. So yes, always call your architect. You have somebody on your side who knows what they're doing. Well, so if you have any questions about this kind of stuff or come across a really fantastic example that you want us to oh, yeah. talk about on the next podcast, make sure you let us know. 
because you can find us on Facebook. Larry's got his Architecture Happy Hour uh, Facebook page, and of course, I have I run the HPD Architecture Facebook page, so you can find us both on on either of those, and then. We're on Twitter, both Architecture Happy Hour, Arch Happy Hour, I guess, on Twitter yeah. for you, and HPD Architecture for me, and a uh, hundred yeah. other places online, it feels like. I know. It feels like, just Google us, and we'll see where we show up. Who knows? I mean, it just feels that way. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let us know, either on Facebook or on Twitter, you know, what, do you, what are some of the strange things you've seen? Because there's always something weird that, you know... Um, they're fun to hear about, but they're also good to know because it always yeah. adds to our arsenal of stories and experience is, that that uh, you can no doubt we will use someday on yeah, a project. Probably so. Well, well, one of the women I used to work with, she bought a house built in the 50s, and as she was moving into it, discovered there was a raccoon living in her fireplace. Oh. <laughs> they had never. I hope the, it was comfortable. The chimney cover, the chimney cap had at some point come off the house and had never been replaced. And they had uh, taken uh, not chicken wire, but um, mesh, a smaller mesh wire, and basically used uh, masonry anchors to anchor it down to the top of the fireplace. Oh my God. Well, of course, the raccoon just came over there and bit that stuff up and <laughs> had been living in her chimney. <laughs> oh, probably very happy. Probably very happy and warm and cozy. Oh, so my. she said that was an interesting experience having to get him out. Yeah. And then, of course, she had to come back in and. and you know, do some repair and, and whatnot. And yeah. actually get a good chimney cap on there to keep future critters out. So, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. very clever. Yeah. But no, let, let us know what your your experiences have been and what, what you've heard. And hopefully it's something you can look, if it's happened to you, you can kind of look back on and laugh and think, okay, you know, just one of those things. Um, of course, hopefully if it happened to someone else, you know, you can laugh harder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But, uh, oh, and um, before we go, I do want to mention one thing. Our friend Neil Pan has started a podcast. So if you want to hear a different perspective on architecture, because we tend to be a little looser, maybe. Not, not that Neil's, you know, stuffy. Or the guys no, are stuffy on the podcast. It's actually, it's a great podcast. Um but we tend to be a little goofy, I think. and It's just our personal just perspective. Our personal, Take yeah, it with a grain of salt. Exactly. And uh, so Neil and Cormac and Evan, and the interesting part is they're all three in different places. So Cormac's on the uh, East Coast and I think just outside of D.C. or in D.C. Neil's in Northern California, Evan's in Southern California, and they all Skype and do oh, a podcast cool. together. So it's really kind of cool. And they just started it. So if you want to go out to iTunes and find it, it's called Arc. Arca speak, I guess, or Arca speak. I don't know which the correct probably Arca speak. Arca speak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and go and find it and and uh, give it a listen. It's it's cool. It's, I got to listen to the first episode while James was on his conference call to Manila. I'm like, okay, I'm putting the headphones in. And we're going to listen to Neil's podcast. Good. So yeah. Well, congratulations, Neil. Yay! Hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Someone besides us. Yay! <laughs> anyway. Um, I guess that's all that's really going on. Well, and, and next week or in a few days, we're going to be celebrating our third oh, anniversary right. for the Architecture Happy Hour Meetup. Yeah. Our networking group that we do each month uh, is three years old. I can't hardly believe I know. it. And we, still we, growing. We've gotten past the terrible twos. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so now we have to get really creative for the threes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have some door prizes, and, and we've already got over 100 people RSVP'd, so it should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a 
interesting squeeze. It's not a big place. So it's make it a little snug, but that should make for a lot of fun. They got a great yeah. patio outside too. Oh good. So hopefully the weather will be good and we can really enjoy it. But yeah. Um three years and still going strong and either it will have happened by the time I post the podcast or it will be about to happen by the time I post the podcast. It depends on what my schedule is like. Yes, and how quickly <laughs> you get this edited, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, so no matter when you get to listen to this, yeah. whether we've partied it on or not, uh, have a great rest of the rest week of February, in yeah. February. Yeah, because yeah, it's oh, a short month it's the, to the 28th, and suddenly it's March. Yeah, and we're already halfway through. Moogly googly. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we'll definitely see you in March. Yeah. So everyone have a lovely, lovely time, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.